You knew the risks when you decided to drive drunk. There could be a crash. People could get hurt or killed. But that didn't stop you, did it? You knew you could get arrested. You could incur huge legal expenses, and you could possibly even lose your job. You were well aware of the consequences of driving drunk. But one thing's for sure. You were wrong when you said it was no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. This message brought to you by NHTSA. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual and Empowerment Living with international speaker, spiritual mentor, and best-selling author, Tia Johnson, as she discusses spiritual and women's empowerment topics to assist you in igniting your spirituality and empowering your quality of life. Let's welcome your host, Tia Johnson. Welcome, everyone. I am so excited to be having this podcast because I love the topic and our guest has such great energy. So if you are um, a little bit shy and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, I want to uh, post a question or a comment, no worries, because you can head over to my Instagram page, which is Tia underscore Johnson underscore and you can post your comments or questions there. The image will stay new podcast alert, so you always know which one uh, you will be responding to. There's always a description at the bottom. Or if you feel like your question is a little bit more sensitive in nature, you don't want it to be as public, uh, you can go to my private Facebook group, which is Spiritual and Empowerment Living, and I have the same post there, new podcast alert. So you can post your comments or questions there. The group is wonderful. It's filled with amazing spiritual trailblazers who will respect your comments and questions. And excuse me, as I always like to say, each day is a beautiful day. And if we look hard enough, we can find something to be grateful for. So please practice the art of gratitude. It will make your world so much more magical. And it really adds a new perspective to everything. All right, so May is Spiritual Literacy Month, and I want us to get more comfortable with spiritual terms, talking about spirituality, and really just having that knowledge that can set the record straight whenever possible. And that really involves defining what that is for yourself, okay? Because if we don't do this, then we're stuck with, having to be on a defensive side all the time, having people tell us what it should be for us, which leads me to the topic, five ways to find your inner joy. No one but you should be able to tell, to explain what your inner joy is. So this is why we're going to be focusing on several key points, five ways. Okay, so Before we dive into the topic, Five Ways to Find Your Inner Joy, I would like to introduce you to Natalie uh, Duporto. Duporto. (laughs) I did practice that, Duporto. I love that name, by the way. It sounds so magical. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Natalie wants a world where people say yes to joy every day. She is a certified advanced Acacia record reader. How cool is that? teacher, Ray K. Master, woohoo, okay, memory energy healer. 
She blends her intuitive readings, energy healing, and coaching to guide her clients to fully embrace who they are, stop repeating patterns, and attract new results. Natalie says yes to joy through photography, writing, and adventures, and you can visit her at facebook.com, say yes to joy.ca. Natalie, welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. This is so exciting. Yes. yes. <laughs> and I and, love this topic. So. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a wonderful topic because I think a lot of people get lost in their process. What brings me joy? Or sometimes what should bring me joy? Oh, I'm in a relationship. That should bring me joy. I'm working. That should bring me joy. So I, I can't wait to talk about how we met. So we are part of a group, um, Be True Brand You Besties. Uh, so the group Be True Brand You is founded by Camera Luna, and she helps entrepreneurs. <laughs> so we are doing our thing here. I posted a question in the community uh, asking people who have a spiritual background, would they like to be on my podcast? And here we are. So there is power in the community for sure. There is, and I love that you have a group of spiritual entrepreneurs, because oftentimes in, you know, business, it's like, you know, women entrepreneurs, or, you know, this, you know, it's like, it's more that traditional sort of entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. I love that you have a group that's a bit of an alternative, that's the spiritual, because there is, the spiritual entrepreneurship sort of group is growing <laughs> exponentially, <laughs> um, so it's really great to, that you can bring everyone together and, and, and get to share ideas and, and share stories and, and help each other grow because as a spiritual person, often we, um, you know, leave our corporate jobs to go create our own spiritual business. And it's really nice to have that tribe where we can share and, and support each other. So I'm so glad you have, um, you know, something in place to create that tribe and to create that support for people. So thank you. Oh, well, it's my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> so the five ways to find your inner joy is actually based off your upcoming book, correct? Yes, though the book is Say Yes to Joy. It's going to be a book. And then, you know, I started writing. It's such a journey to write a book. And I started writing it. And I'm like, this isn't a book book. This is a workbook. So I called it Say Yes to Joy, a workbook, workbook for cultivating inner joy. Because as you said, nobody can tell you what joy means for you. You have to figure that out on your own. So, um, and I'm not a scientist. I didn't want to put, you know, all those data about those serotonin studies they do and all that kind of stuff. I did I wanted to be more about just going inside and figuring out for yourself what works for you. So that's um, sort of where it came from. So yeah. Yeah, I, I love that because I do feel like it is a work, a work in progress because it changes mm -hmm. as, as we get older or even when we enter different phases in our life. We, what used to bring me joy when I was 13 no longer brings me joy at 31, right? So I think that's it's so cool that it's a, a workbook because I feel like we could always go back and reflect and write in it and stuff like that. So that's very cool. Thank you. And you're right, it does change. Like it, and even you know sometimes like from year to year it changes. And you that you know that's part of it. And I'll go into that is you know exploring what does bring you joy because sometimes you. You know, you think something will make you happy and bring you joy, and then you do it, and it doesn't. It kind of does, but doesn't really. And then things that you didn't think would make you happy at all make you really happy. So it is a work in progress, though. So absolutely. Awesome. Which leads us to number one. Explore your options. Yes. So it's explore your options and sort of a subtitle or other title that could be choose your destination. So first, mm -hmm. you kind of want to know where you're going um, and and defining joy for 
what it means to you. So we already talked about that. Um, and in one level, we're all seeking joy and we're all seeking happiness in one way or another. I think even if we um, are in pain or happiness, our bodies and our energy systems are always seeking balance um, in one way or another. And so we're in it, it joy is our natural state. Like when we're born and we're babies, we're just na naturally happy and smiling and giggly. And it, it is really our natural state of who we are and, and joy and love. I would add to that um, is how we are born. And I, I would think who I think who we are meant to be. Um, and so exploring your, your options are looking at what does joy look like for you and what does it feel like for you? And I add the five senses into that. So it's looking what does it look like to you? Is it um, having, you know, flowers on your desk? Is it, you know, having, you know, sitting at a table, you know, surrounded by a group of friends? And so are those friends, and going really into detail, like are those friends female? Are they a combination of, you know, men and women? Uh, how old are they? Like really um, diving into the real details of what it looks like for you. Is it, you know, what is, is it what you're wearing? Is it where you're living? You know, what you're seeing out your window? And then looking at the feelings around that too, like the, what does it, what are the sensations that joy brings you? Is it warm and fuzzy? Is it like an open space and, you know, uh, lots of room to move around? Is it a warm hug? You know, what does it um, feel like to you? And then what does it taste like? For me, chocolate is what it is. Um, I can relate me, to that. Absolutely. Um, and for me also, I mean, this is going to sound funny, but for me, joy is now. I just went on an adventure for two months in Mexico, and I found this little, you know, taco taco place um, that was, you know, full of Mexicans. I'm like, okay, this is authentic. So now when I think of those tacos and what those tacos tasted like and that experience of you know, discovering this restaurant and stretching my boundaries, that brings me joy. And so for me, part of the, the taste of joy is the taste of these tacos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and it, it, like, what does it taste like to you? And, um, and then the smell, like, what does, what does joy smell like to you? Is it, um, you know, a lot of people use in social community use essential oils or for mm -hmm. me, it's mm -hmm. fragrant flowers. Those are my favorite. Oh, yes, um, like yes. lilacs, roses, mimosa, lilies, like that. You know, I'm in the store, I'll stop and smell the flowers. Or I'm, you know, especially now that it's spring, things are, you know, growing. It's like, what does it uh, smell like to you? And it's kind, of, it's kind of an odd one, but I like to bring in all the senses because we are sensory beings. Mm -hmm. um, and then what does it sound like? And so is it, like for me, it's quiet. I really want quiet in my life. And I can handle a little bit of noise in, in the city and all that. But, you know, I live in an area where I'm outside the city and I'm, it's very quiet. And I can hear the rooster crowing every once in a while. And mm. that, to me, makes me happy. But other people love that sort of cacophony of the city and the, you know, all the lights and the sounds. And so thinking about um, joy, not just as a feeling or that, you know, as we usually think of it as like smiling and being happy and, and sort of giddy, but just really getting down into more of the details of what it looks like for you. Um, and then also exploring um, the companion energies of joy. And there are certain energies that help us feel joy. So freedom, for me it's adventure. I went and spent two months in Mexico. So that sense of adventure really brought me a lot of joy and being in the sunshine and being able to go to the beach and um you know move past my fear of 
swimming in the ocean and those kind of things. So what is it for you? Is it power? Is it feeling fulfilled? Is it, what are those companion things that help um, kind of stir that pot of joy and build that energy of joy? Uh, so that's part of it. And play, play with it. Like, this is not like, like we said, it changes over time. This is not like, this is what I'm going to do. Well, maybe tomorrow it's going to be slightly different. So really play with the energies of what it, you know, what the senses are to you, what it looks like, what it feels like, uh, what are the companion energies, and just have fun with it. I mean, it's joy. It's not meant to be really stressful. <laughs> and, yeah, right. you know, it's meant to be playful, and because to me, playfulness goes with joy, So, and it's a lightheartedness. So, you know, it's not meant to be, this workbook is not meant to stress anyone out, but it's just taking that time to cultivate time for yourself and to cultivate um that raising of your energy to joy because it's very easy to get stuck into the muck um, and I find it a lot easier to move through in my business if I want to get something done if I shift my energy out of the fear and into into joy or into power um, or a combination then it's a lot easier for me to get things done in my business so you can explore um, if you're stuck somewhere how to use these energies to move you through Mm. Um, to the energy that you want and um, like we say like we said earlier it does evolve over time and um, like I said sometimes what scares you the most is what really and what gets you out of your comfort zone zone brings you much more joy than you ever could have imagined and I experienced that when I was in Mexico because I have a, a fear of deep water like I can get into the water and sort of be by the shore but to leave the shore and sort of go out where it's a lot deeper, I always have a, this, I used to have this fear of what I would encounter in the water. Um, and so my friend um, let me her snorkeling mask and I would go every day and I would, you know, sort of, I had these mark. I used the rocks as markers. I'm like, okay, today I'm going to go this far. Okay, <laughs> I'm that's go awesome. this far, and then I'm going to go this far. And what I found was I actually love snorkeling. I, I've always loved the ocean, but I've always loved the ocean from the shore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was like going into the ocean. And, and what I found is it's quite beautiful. And um, one of the things that always scared me was what does the ocean floor look like? And just being able to have a snorkel mask and look at the ocean floor and really exploring that edge of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are days where I would go out there and I would snorkel for two hours. And it brought wow. me so much joy. And there's all these beautiful fish. And I would like find these schools of fish and I would just hang out on top of them and like swim with them and like <laughs> the wow. and it was that pushing of the comfort zone and and exploring because if I had stayed on shore I'd been like yeah no snorkeling is not gonna make me happy it's it's gonna be terrifying but every day I just stretch that comfort zone a little bit and that, what I found was this new passion for the ocean and for keeping the ocean clean because there's some garbage in there which I did not expect to find oh, <laughs> um so it was, you know, it was that pushing the comfort zone and exploring, you know, taking a chance and saying, you know, I don't know if this is going to make me happy, but I'm going to give it a try and mm-hmm. I'm going to see what happens. And if it doesn't make me happy, I'm going to give the snorkeling mask back to my friends and I'm not going to snorkel anymore. I'll just go to the beach. <laughs> and that's right, it. right, right, right. But it's like, give yourself the chance to explore. Give yourself the opportunity to discover new things about yourself, to build the strength. Like it, it, Stretching that comfort zone built a certain inner strength, um, which to me is also companion joy of a companion energy of joy is having that inner strength 
um, and just helps you build that platform on which you can move forward in your life. I I really, really love that because I feel like as adults, and this is, like I said, me feeling it, but also just what I observe is that we don't explore too much. Mm-hmm. Like we, we travel, we go on adventures, you know, like you said, the companionship and things like that. But I think for ourselves, we need to explore things within us, you know, mm-hmm. for time to time. Like it's okay to go somewhere by yourself sometimes. Even if you go with a group and you can say, you know what, today I'm going to try and explore something on my own. I want to conquer something, you know. I think that's so key. And I love that you talk about exploring your options, going mm-hmm. through the senses. When you were saying that, I was taking notes too. And mm-hmm. I thought about the time when um, I was in undergrad uh, at LaSalle University and a couple of my friends and I, we just decided to go to, um, to Rita's Water Ice. So that's like a, a big deal in Phil, you know, you gotta, you gotta go to Rita's, it's like the first day of spring or whatever. So we went there and I think we stopped somewhere else too. And we got ice cream. And I'm not a big ice cream fan, but every now and then I crave vanilla ice cream. So we took two cars, we were, we were driving down, rising sun, uh, and it was just the most beautiful day ever. The, the windows were rolled down, the sun was out, drama-free. We, our, our purpose was just to get water, ice, and ice cream. That was it. It wasn't anything big. You know, it's just, it was so perfect. And I thought to myself, this is the, the experiences I want to have. You know, the, like you said, the senses, how does that feel? It felt wonderful. I had my ice cream with my friends. The sun is out. I'm getting these casual breezes. The traffic's flowing. <laughs> you know, there's <laughs> nothing wrong. Zero, zilch. There's nothing bad. Not a single thing. And I think when, when we explore within ourselves and with people, it makes it so much more better because we're sharing these memories. And we can remember something like that and use it as a baseline. Like, okay. When I was experiencing joy, what did it taste, feel, and smell like, look like? That's that's so that's profound to me because I never thought about joy and the senses and companionship. I thought about, oh yeah, joy for me, like you said, I get to eat chocolate. That's really cool, but it's deeper than that. Mm-hmm. And you know, when I, when you're talking about what just came to me was, um, you know, in the spiritual community, a lot of people talk about enlightenment, or certainly when I started in the spiritual community 20 years ago, there's this. You know, big kick on, you know, reaching enlightenment and meditating to get to enlightenment and bliss. And, you know, people, um, you know, want to take these psychedelic drugs to like feel bliss. But really what you're talking about and what really came to me is the human experience of joy. It's the day to day in our bodies experiencing joy. It's not this blissed out, you know, joy. It's this very grounded human experience of joy. Mm-hmm. which I just sort of totally came to me when you were saying that. And I was like, yeah, it's different than the meditative blissed out joy. Right, right. And some yeah. people think that they have to go to meditation, but there's so many ways this can be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So next is receive joy. And I think this is something people stumble over too, because especially if we have a spiritual background, we're so used to giving, giving our time, giving our energy, lending an ear, you know, but when do we receive? Mm -hmm. So the receiving of joy is, um, there's a few parts to it. So part of it is once you've explored your options and you've, you know, thought about what you want to try and what it is that brings you joy, 
uh, you want to start taking appropriate action based on the energies that you have, have, have identified. So if you've identified that freedom, how it's bringing you joy or, you know, going out and um, spending time with your friends or photography is start making a plan to incorporate that into your life. And if it's something that's going to stretch your comfort zone, start making a plan and thinking about, well, how can I support myself in the stretching of the comfort zone? Am I just going to go and just, you know, bungee jump off the bridge or am I going to just, you know, like I did, I, ma I marked sort of the rocks off when I went um, snorkeling. I was like, okay, I'm going to get to this rock and then I'm going to get to this one and then I'm going to go there, right? So find out a plan, something that's going to work for you and that's going to support you and um, that, that is going to help you take appropriate action. Um, and always remember that you are a blessing in others' lives and opening, opening yourself up for receiving a blessing in your own. So as spiritual entrepreneurs, we oftentimes we want to serve and we want to go, you know, help other people. And one of the things that came through when I was doing a reading, um, an Akashic Record reading for someone the other day was, um, that Im importance of holding a vision uh, in your business, um, but there also has to be someone or yourself holding the vision for you. Mm. So we oftentimes as a spiritual entrepreneur want to hold the vision for the community, but you also have to have a vision for you. Like who do you want to be? Um, you're, and if you're being a blessing to other people and, and holding this vision for the community, you also need to um, receive blessings on your own. And if you want to give big to your clients and you want to give big to your community, that also requires big receiving on your own part. And you have to open up that space for you to receive for yourself. So that could be you know, monetary or whatever, however you want that to be. Um, and also really big allowing. You have to allow that joy to come to you and you have to allow yourself to take appropriate action based on what you think will make you happy and what you think will bring you um, those energies that you want to have in your life and that you want to cultivate in your life. Right. Um, and because there is something that uh, when I was doing this, I opened the Akashic Records when I, when I was doing this. And so I just want to make sure I read what they had asked me to pass on. Um, to you guys and so part of it also was um, you won't be happy all of the time and that is the law of polarity and um, like they were saying you know there's big giving and big receiving you're not always going to be happy because when I'm talking about cultivating inner joy I'm not talking about slapping joy on top of you know the pain and the hurt um, it's you want to find joy that you can you want to move through the pain and you want to move through the joys or any um, hurts that you have in a way that's appropriate for yourself, but you don't want to push them to the side. Um, I'm not talking about fake joy. I'm not talking about, um, you know, just the story that you sort of use to mask the pain. I'm talking about really authentic joy. And sometimes finding authentic joy means delving into the pain. And that helps us open up the space to receive more joy because once we um, move that energy through then there's that space and you can choose what you fill that space with um, so as in my energy healing I always, always imagine it like you're taking out I always like use colors so it's like you're taking out you know the dark and the browns and the sludge and all that 
And then at the end of the healing, you put in, you know, white light or gold light or a combination of sometimes it's like three or four colors that come through, but you're filling that in. And so it's not, you're not putting it on top, you're letting the energy move through and then using that space that's now available to you to put in the energies that you want. Um, and so it's very important is that if you are um, feeling the hurt and feeling pain, don't ignore it because that's not authentic joy and it's not healthy for you. So please don't do that. Um, and you know, there are times and there are certain pains and hurts where it's really difficult to get through. Um, but let me tell you, it is absolutely worth it. I just got through my PTSD and I can tell you it is a whole new world and there is light at the end of the tunnel and there is um, life and a whole new joy that's opened up for me that I never thought was possible. Mm-hmm. And that's part of writing the, you know, the journey of the book too, is I've been opened up to levels of joy that I never thought was possible. Um, and that's also part of receiving joy because at right now we have a certain capacity to receive a certain amount of joy. But as you move through pains and you move through hurts and you start taking appropriate action based on what you have decided will bring you joy and you start exploring that, then your capacity to hold joy opens up even more. Mm. That is really beautiful because you hit so many topics that I believe a lot of people are, I don't want to say secretly, but I I just feel like that they're addressing on a very personal level because they don't know who they can talk to about it. Um, I spoke with a friend who she went to a professional to have these things done and nothing against the professional community. And, you know, because I, I believe in working with multiple people to help you overcome certain things, but not everyone is compassionate and that goes across the board with, with everything. And it's, it's, it's one of those things where, okay, how many professionals in a certain field do I go to before I found the right one? And it gets to be frustrating disheartening and it's just like okay I give up I'm just going to have these personal conversations with myself but then we tend to be in our heads a little bit too much and you know we create these scenarios that almost sets our, our, ourselves up so I love that you were really uh, emphasizing that you're not going to be happy or experiencing joy all the time you know that's okay all right and to understand that you need to hold a vision for yourself and that there is polarity, okay? Mm-hmm. That that comes with life. There are going to be good times and bad times. There are going to be some really bad times and some really good times. But we have to be able to understand, again, explore our options, receive the joy that does come to us, because when we are able to do that, we can then ascertain everything else about what it means if I'm experiencing joy at this level versus joy at another level. It's, it's not this kind of thing that happens to us. It's, it's, I know what works for me. I know this, this is my joy and no one's going to disrupt that. And that's really key because we are a blessing to others, as you said, but sometimes mm-hmm. we may not feel that way because we're just like, yeah, you know, I helped out John, but you know, I know I need, I need a lot of help myself. So who am I to do X, Y, and Z? No, don't think like that. You're taking away your joy from helping John. So it's, it's really a lot to do with how we place ourselves, the vision we hold for ourselves. So I thought that was just amazing. 
And to add to the the part that we're blessing on others, the fact that we're blessing on others doesn't um, isn't measured in how many people we help and you know how good of a job we do in in the session with a client. It's the fact that you're born and you're here and you're present mm-hmm. makes you a blessing because you can be a blessing. Just I mean, there are times in my life, and I don't know if this has happened to you or, or any of the people listening, but there are times in my life when I was in my early twenties and. I was going through a really, really difficult time where, you know, I walked down the street and someone smiled at me and that made my day. Mm-hmm. And that, that was it. Like that was, you know, it's as simple as extending that kindness for a couple of seconds. Mm-hmm. And so it's just that presence of who you are makes you a blessing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you can delve into it and then, you know, it sort of expand that, like you can expand joy, but just, um, I just make sure people understand that they're, the fact that they're a blessing isn't dependent on sort of qualifications of like, mm-hmm. you know, certifications or who, who they've helped or how they've helped, you know, those, or, you know, how many things they've done. It's just our inherent value as a person is that we are a blessing. Yes, yes, absolutely. Just posting some things, positive energy. I remember, uh, Gosh, I think this was some time last year now. A woman came up to me and she said, I took a page out of your book, Tia, and I had no clue what she was talking about. And she said, uh, I did what you said. I, I took a leap of faith and, and I, I, I hosted my, my first uh, workshop. I, I spoke. And I'm thinking to myself, this is awesome. <laughs> but my thing is, you never, as my pop-pop used to say, you never know who's watching you. So while you're thinking, oh, what I'm doing really isn't much. Um, you know, I'm just posting a picture of my dog. That may make someone's day. You know, you Mm -hmm. being present, as Natalie is saying, you being present, a smile, a nice gesture, it costs nothing to be kind, (laughs) but it means everything. So yeah, some of the simple things that we do, the work we put out there, sometimes the messages we put out there, it could be as simple as uh, re-posting a video about you know, hanging in there, anything. So again, yeah, you never know. And that, and Natalie's absolutely right. It's not not about the you know the, the the quantity of the people you help and stuff like that. You only have to do one thing. And again, you never know who's watching you because they may need you, and you may never know it. And that's okay. Absolutely, it is. It's, and you never know the ripple effects that that's going to have either. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. It's, Always keep that in mind. You're a blessing for others. Yes. Which leads us to create practices to allow joy to grow. Mm-hmm. So this is um, about making time for yourself. So as I was speaking in earlier, is taking appropriate action based on the energies that you've identified. This is where we go to build practices. And we once you sort of figure it out, okay, well, this makes me joy, is start scheduling time for that. Um, start making time to um, go for a walk and take pictures or, you know, pull out your artwork and and do some artwork, just making time and building practices. So that could be, you know, meditation in the morning, that could be stopping and smelling the flowers that could, um, you know, be scheduling time, you know, sending an an invite out to your girlfriend saying, okay, let's meet for dinner. And, you know, it's um, building the practices and making them a regular thing. 
Um, and mm-hmm. it's, it's just allowing yourself to have that. And it's also, like I was saying before, is you don't want to bypass the, the pain and you don't want to, you know, not deal with the pain and the hurts and all that. But it's also making time for you to deal with those deal with the pains, deal with the hurts. Because there's a big thing in the spiritual community that everyone wants to sort of jump up to enlightenment and bliss without going through the human experience of the, what we would sort of term negative emotions of, you know, Mm -hmm. jealousy and and hurt and, um, and all of that. And there's the, because they are painful. They, they suck. (laughs) They feel feel like crap. Um, But it's, um, you don't want to jump past those things. Because really the gold is in there. Like it's, uh, that's kind of the meatiness of it. And that's where you really start to tap into. Once you get through it, you really start to tap into the authentic joy. And that's uh, having that space that opens up for you to receive even more joy and receive even more light and love and positive things in your life. And so um, there's no spiritual bypassing here. And it's, it's just about making that time you know, it depends on where you're at in your life. Like if you need to make time, if you've got a lot of like pain and hurts that you're holding on to, making time for that, but balancing it out with whatever's going to make you happy also. Um, so that's really up to people to sort of play around with themselves and see how that works. And it depends too, you know, if you're still working, you know, how busy your practice is, if you're still working a full-time job, and there's other things that are dependent in there. Um, if you have kids, you know, all the things that you're balancing, but even if it's, you know, I've always been told when I'm in the records is, you know, I, I'm in the records, you, you speak with your master teachers and loved ones. And I've always been told, even if it's just for five minutes, or if it's just for one minute, mm-hmm. the fact that you have made that choice to take a moment for yourself and, um, and cultivate that practice, even if it's for just one minute, that in the Akashic Records, all your choices get marked you have made a choice for one minute to take care of yourself. That is marked as a choice. That does not go unnoticed. That is recorded. And so don't think that even if you're doing a practice and you only have time to do it for 60 seconds, that that's not good enough. It is. It's okay. If all you have is five minutes, that's okay. My yoga teacher used to always say, if you have a corporate job and you can't handle it, Go to the bathroom. Bathroom stalls make really great meditation rooms. She's like, yes. get, your, get yourself in a bathroom stall and meditate for a minute or two. She's like, that's okay. Like, you know, use what you got. Um, and just know that no matter, like, people have so much stress around, you know, like, oh, I've got to meditate for 15 minutes or I've got, you know, do this for it. the time part of it isn't really as important as the fact that you have chosen, you've made the choice mm. and you've taken the, you followed through on the choice and taken the action. That's really the important part. The time part of it itself. I mean, time is really like it's an earthbound thing, right? Like the time itself doesn't really matter. It's the fact that you've chosen and then taken appropriate action on that choice. That is really what matters. Absolutely. And I like how you said being consistent, not mm-hmm. ignoring the pain and really uh, not focusing so much on the time spent. And a, a quote came to mind, I can't remember who said it, but it, it goes something like, um, if you think you're too small to make a difference in the world, 
picture the mosquito at night when you're trying to go to bed. Yeah, I know, I know I'm paraphrasing it, but yeah. it's, it's true. If you know, you notice mosquitoes there, and you're like, "Oh, get off me!" Oh, you, you're trying to get it. It's so little. Sometimes you can't see the darn thing, right? But mm-hmm. it's disrupting your entire life right now. <laughs> yes. You know, so don't think that five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes is too little time. A lot of people believe that they had to sit in what is it, the lotus position, and you know keep their eyes closed and all like you can do that and there's nothing wrong with that but you won't be able to do that every single time you would probably like to or even want to so yeah I do that sometimes I I go in a stall and like five minutes I just need to just clear my mind because people do come to your desk you know when they could just have sent the email (laughs) and it's like what are you doing or you know maybe you had that person who talks too long and you're trying to get them to be like okay okay, I'm inching away from you, and they don't get it. It's like, all right, I need to, like, decompress. So, yeah, um, go for a walk real quick. Take deep breaths. There are so many things we can do that can be done in 15 minutes or less, and you're so right. I don't want people to get caught up in the, oh, I'm not doing it the way, you know, someone said to do it in their blog post of, you know, the, the best ways to meditate. And it's just, like, look up several best ways to meditate you know, figure out maybe meditation is just going to Starbucks and getting your macchiato and sitting by the window <laughs> until you're done that cup, okay? It could come in many forms. And yes, I don't want um, people to have the fake joy, as, as you were saying, because that's not what we're talking about. We're not saying don't acknowledge what truly bothers you or even something that was in the shadow aspect that you're just not acknowledging, and now now it's starting to resurface, okay? So definitely address that. But again, it goes back to number one, explore your options. If you mm-hmm. keep exploring, then you can be able to conquer this, to address it. So if that trigger does happen, it won't be as bad. You know, you can like, okay, I had the tools to calm me down because I found my joy. So I'm going to remember something that was joyful for me. Okay, and, and work from there. Mm-hmm. And then also part of building the, the practices is, you know, you brought up the, you know, that reminder of, you know, you're making that list when you're exploring your options is review the list. And mm-hmm. check, I mean, is this still what brings me joy? Is this, you know, maybe it's time for me to explore something else. Um, so always, it's kind of like always in that constant motion of like, mm-hmm. hey, well, now I've shifted. Maybe this, you know, won't bring me joy anymore. Maybe it's time to just, you know, stretch my comfort zone a little bit or try something else or finally, you know, deal with this, you know, issue that I've had for a while and, and, and face it and see, you know, get myself through that and, and see what kind of joy is on the other side of that and, and how that enriches my life. So, yes, absolutely. And it's, it's funny that you said consistency because I, re- I remember a couple of years ago, some of my closest friends and I, we started doing Friendsgiving before it became popular. And I was joking, like, oh, yeah, this is our Friendsgiving. At one time, we just went to a buffet. So it was, it was super informal. It was during lunchtime. And we were just cracking. And we were like, ha, 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 yeah. But then it grew, as you were just saying, allowed the joy to grow. It grew to be becoming a yearly thing. You know, and, and it's it's just like, that's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Joy is growing. It, it went from just like friends getting together, doing something to close friends doing something to like now we're family doing this. <laughs> so absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
That's great. And the fourth step then um, is setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. So this nothing steals your joy like consistently doing everything but fun activities for you. So I know when we're spiritual entrepreneurs, we've got a lot on plates. There's a lot of things to learn, especially if you've never been in business before. And especially if you're moving to the online realm, you know, you've got to learn how to do Facebook ads and build your website and do Instagram and Pinterest and, you know, like all those moving parts that are available. It's really easy, especially when you're a solo entrepreneur, to you know, have your day filled with all of these uh, things. And then that worry about, okay, well, you know, I need to get to, you know, this many followers or make this much money. And and it's um, that worry doesn't really help cultivate joy at all. (laughs) (laughs) Not not conducive to it at all. So it's, um, you know, like we said, making time, you know, building those practices, but then setting boundaries around those practices setting time aside and then, you know, putting it into your calendar. Mm-hmm. You know, if something comes up, you know, just be like, you know what, that's going to have to wait. I, you know, I've got something on my calendar. I've got to go do this and, and making it just as important as the other activities, the other business activities and making it um, because you can't run a business on an empty cup on an empty engine. Like, you got to put fuel in, right? You got to eat, you got to, you know, you know, drink fluids um, and you got to have some fun. You've got to have some downtime, some relaxation because you'll, you know, you'll end up burning out if you do. You can burn out just as much in a corporate job as you can in a small business. Um, so it's important to set those boundaries around that. And that's um, kind of hard for, for a lot of people just to say, you know what, this, my time for myself and my time to do activities that are going to build my joy and replenish me. It's so easy to put that aside. And I find, especially for women, it's so easy to just put that aside and, and cause we're nurturers. We want to, you know, take care of our kids, take care of our boyfriends or husbands, take care of our family. It's so easy for us to put ourselves aside. Um, and there's sort of been that, you know, metamorphic field for generations that's been built around you putting your needs aside. Mm. and um and and not taking care like women not taking care of themselves and so we live in a a time where um you know it's never been a better time for women stepping into their power claiming that they are important too Mm -hmm. um and as spiritual healers our focus often is on wanting to help other people and um you know solve problems for people and help them grow and, and build communities um, and sort of look at what the needs in the community are and, and fill those needs. But we need to realize that it's okay for us to have needs also. Um, we need to pay our bills. We need to enjoy life. And, um, and it's okay for us to be important. It's, right. we, we're important too. Not just the client pain that needs to be dealt with, not just the you know, family issues that need to be dealt with. We are important, too. Yes, you're absolutely right. And it reminds me of this joke my teacher told me many years ago. And it's about a mom, and she has five children and a husband. So the mom goes, that's it. Today I'm leaving. I'm running away. And so the mom says, well, you know, I can't leave the house dirty. You know, I I can't have that that on my conscience. So she cleans the whole house. And she goes, well, the kids and my husband have to eat. I can't just let them starve. So she makes them dinner. Then she goes, well, 
I got to make sure I make the kids breakfast. So let, let me, you know, make sure they have something to eat for breakfast. By the time she did all that, the kids came home and the husband was home and she goes, oh, well, I guess I'll just do it again, try tomorrow. And it's funny because she was putting, once again, everything before her. And if she is that clean and, you know, the whole nine yards and the house probably really wasn't that dirty. <laughs> if you would think about it, probably some things need to be put up, you know, and it's just like, you can always delegate cooking, you know, maybe the husband could cook, maybe you can order out and stuff like that. And it was just so funny. At the time I was in high school, so I didn't really grasp it. I thought it was funny, but really it was just like, wait a minute, moms. And then, you know, when you attach preneur on the end, we really do put so much more ahead of us, the clients, the, the bills, the this, the that. And it's so true. Like, all right, I'll worry about myself tomorrow. And then what happens? Tomorrow becomes Friday, <laughs> two days, three days later. So yeah, I really like that about setting boundaries. It's so important. And you're right. We are important. You are important. He is important. She's important. We're all important. We have to realize that our importance does require our maintenance. <laughs> Otherwise, like you said, how, like, how are we going to do things? Because we can't run on E. So, yeah, boundaries, people. Mm -hmm. And also setting boundaries, um, not just in the time so that you have time for yourself, but setting boundaries around um, what energies you uh, allow into you. So if um, there's so many reminders of negative things and, you know, there's so much going on in the world is sending boundaries around uh, toxic people, like I've had to let, you know, people go, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if there's certain people that you're friends with on Facebook, they're always posting, you know, negative things, you know, I, some of them I've stayed friends with and I've just unfollowed or removed them, but really looking at um, what are the things that are bringing your energy down and um, pulling you away from joy and then start setting boundaries around those and, and not necessarily joy, but what are the energies that make you happy and what are the things that make you happy and then start um, if things are pulling you away from that start either cutting them out of your life or finding ways to make them work sometimes it's a matter of going finding a solution for it. every problem has a solution there's always an opportunity um, in a problem and I say that with quotation marks around it but finding ways to make it work like how what needs to shift mm -hmm. for it to work for you um, and sometimes that's just it moving away like like not having them that sorry um sorry that was a phone call coming in my phone <laughs> <laughs> okay it happens um, marks in the background what are you gonna do <laughs> um and so it's finding boundaries like finding ways to make things work and if they don't work you know setting boundaries around them and um and finding ways to protect the energies that you want in your life and creating that container, that safe container for those energies to grow. So if freedom is a companion energy, well, how can you grow freedom in your life? Um, and whatever energy that, that you want is how do you create a space for those to be safe and grow in, in your life? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I wholeheartedly agree completely, which leads us to our last point here. Be consistent with cultivating joy. Yes. So once you've, you know, explored your options and you've, you know, looked at some things that you think will bring you joy and you're, you know, working on receiving joy, building the practices, setting boundaries, is then being consistent with that. So being consistent in 
Um, if you have one particular practice that you love, then consistently doing that, scheduling it on a regular basis, um, or regularly, you know, once a quarter, or, or however, whenever it feels right, go back to that list of like, okay, maybe it's time to explore this. And, and it's just creating that consistency where um, making time for yourself and, and cultivating joy doesn't drop off to, you know, doesn't drop off the list. And, and it's not meant to be a, a thing on your to-do list. It's meant to just be part, of, because we are by nature joyful beings and, and, and loving beings. It's just that bringing forth of that joy within you. And the more consistency that you have in your practices for that, um, the it's like you build a foundation, you build that muscle of cultivating joy and, and it's easier to set boundaries then. And it's that consistency and that always taking the appropriate action for yourself um, that strengthens that muscle and allows you the space to continually create joy. And then as you do that, you, you sort of delve deeper. And as I've been writing this book, I've, I've hit new levels of joy that I didn't think were possible. And so it, it opens up that space for you to continually build joy and create things that will and create spaces and opportunities in your life for that joy to happen. Um, so, I mean, it, to me, it's sort of self-explanatory is the be, be consistent about cultivating joy. So that's really, I don't know if you have any questions about that. Yeah. Um, what, what came to mind is keeping like a tab of the the joy that that you're you're cultivating. So, and I, I guess you may have this in your workbook, like a place where people can see. Okay, like if if I cultivate joy, that is I don't know going to the movies with my girlfriends or you know making time for date night or whatever. Then they have the ability to see where they can grow from that, almost like a chart. So, do you think it's uh, more productive for people to keep tabs of it or just to just live in the moment and, and see where it goes? Well, I think it's a little bit of both. I am, there are, there will be room in the book for people to, um, you know, write things and, and work things through. And then I'm also going to um, create a companion journal with it so that people can uh, write, you know, journal their experiences with it. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think it's important to, keep track of it. What I do in my business is I write down, um, I have one of those, it's just a piece of paper and I'll just write down, you know, the date and what are my wins for today. Um, and, and that for me helps build joy because I'm looking at what's working in my business and then creating more of that. Um, and so I think it's really important and I've always been a journal writer. So I think it is important to keep track of that because if you're keeping track of it and you're writing it down, it's that moment where you're, um, acknowledging that you took time for yourself and you're acknowledging that space in your life. And then when you, where your attention goes, you know, energy goes. And so if you're putting your attention there, then that energy, it helps to build that energy and it helps to build that solid foundation and creating that practice um, of building joy. So I definitely think, yeah, keeping tabs is important and it also helps to not fall to the wayside. Um, right, it right. helps keep it uh, present in, in your mind. So, yeah, definitely keeping tabs is a great, uh, great idea. So. Yeah, I, I, I really like the idea because I think it's easy to forget 
the things that we do. <laughs> yes, it is. So. Well, and so many things happen now. I think with, you know, technology and all that, it's like our days are kind of sped up. Like there's so many things that you can do in a day now. And so it is easy to, to forget what we do. And, um, you know, you know, four days down the road, you might not remember exactly what you did. You might have a, you know, a vague remembrance of it, but, um, you know, it is important to keep tabs of that and to, um, and to be able to have a place to, you know, relate to yourself of like, okay, well, this is what I did. This is, you know, it's, it's a moving practice. It's, mm-hmm. it's building, it's being cultivated. It's moving through me and I'm allowing space for that. So it, it is important. Um, and just that reminder of um, that, that, that is something that you want to cultivate in your life. And it's definitely not meant to be something stressful and mm-hmm. um, anything like that. It's, it's meant to be playful and, and joyful and, um, and really about cultivating that self-love and, that, and, and, and having that self-love to um, take the appropriate actions to cultivate more joy in your life. That's, that's amazing. And I, I think one of the overarching themes here is that start where you're at, and it could be mm-hmm. a small start. You know, because you were saying earlier that, you know, especially in the spiritual community, we want that enlightenment, that, you know, that, that boom, bang moment, like, oh, man, this is it. Yay. Like, I did all the meditation and, you know, now I'm here. But it, we really just have to start at point wherever we're at. We don't even have to be at point A. We can be at Z, you know, mm-hmm. working towards L or whatever, you know, like we had this big, like, okay, I need to get to L, but you're at D. Just, just focus on D right now. So yeah, I I really like that. So I I th- that, that's what I was getting is that start where you're at, start small. You can have those big goals, but it's okay. Just start where you're at <laughs> on a small scale. Absolutely. Just start. You know, use what you have. You know, use um. Absolutely. Start where you're at, and it's, use those reserves that you already have, and look at times in your life where. And you think of something, you're like, oh, yes, like that made me so happy and I love that. But delve into it and be like, well, what is it about that that I liked? And pull out those things. Is it the companionship? Is it the community? Is it the chance to, you know, share and talk? Is it the chance to be alone? Uh, is it the chance to, it, it, was it the learning something new? Was like, what was it about that? Like, what were the, and it's probably like a combination of things, but what were those combinations of things that brought you joy in that moment? And then expanding that and seeing how you can bring that into other areas of your life. Um, so definitely starting where you're at and starting with, you know, the joyful memories that you already have mm-hmm. and building from there. But definitely it's not, definitely starting where you're at is, you know, where, and that's important too when we're building our businesses and building our communities is to start with what you have, start with where you are, um, and move from there. So I have another question for you because I, I see this happen from time to time too where someone wants to explain what they do, but they almost have a disclaimer. I know it's corny, but it's what I love to do. Or I know it's nerdy. I, I know it's not that popular, but, you know, I, I, I like it. So, for example, if someone likes to, um, I don't know, whatever they might think is corny, corny to someone, they'll talk about it still, but it's almost like they in some ways don't, or they're just trying to protect themselves with that disclaimer. So what, what, tips, what advice can you give to people who want to talk about what brings them joy, but they feel like they always had to put out that disclaimer? 
I would say stop apologizing for what makes you happy. Mm. Why? And, and there probably is something, some pain or hurt in there that needs to be looked at. Um, and being comfortable with yourself of being, you know, this is what makes me happy. You know, it's, um, it's not really anyone else's business what makes you happy. As long as you're not harming people or hurting people. But um, a lot of people have, you know, sort of quirky things that they like. And that's totally fine. And I don't, I don't think we should ever apologize for who we are at all. Um, but I would definitely look there at, at um, I would look sort of behind that and see, like, is it a self-esteem? Is it self-worth? Like, why why would you apologize for who you are? That's mm-hmm. part of your uniqueness and your, that's part of you being a blessing to other mm-hmm. people is the fact that you like this and you, and sometimes the oddest combinations of things work really well. Um, mm-hmm. And so that, that if you like that and that's what you geek out on, that's your uniqueness. That's part of your blessing. That's, um, I don't know. It kind of makes me sad that someone would apologize <laughs> for, for like, you know, it's like, if, you know, like you're, you're you and, and, you know, we love you just as you are and you came to the planet to be who you are and that's part of who you are. And so we just got to love people just mm. exactly the way they are. And, and it's totally okay if you have this, I mean, who is it odd to like, who decides that it's an odd thing to like right right maybe not it's the you know majority of people don't like it but other people probably like it so it's um i would just say stop apologizing for who you are absolutely awesome so a quick recap five ways to find your inner joy explore your options receive joy okay so you want to make a plan all that uh create practices to allow joy to grow set boundaries, and be consistent with cultivating joy. Thank you, Natalie. Well, thank you, Tia. I love this. And um, I wish everyone in the group and who's listening just a really beautiful life and, and lots and lots of joy and bring joy to your clients, bring joy to your families, to um, your neighbors, to your community. And I just I think um, we're all wonderful people, and I love you all. And thank you for sharing your joy with the world. So where can they find you? Um, I'm on Facebook. Um, it's Say Yes to Joy. And that's probably the best place to find me because I'm on Facebook more than Instagram or Pinterest or anything else. Um, and I am building my website right now. Um, and it's going to be called sayyestojoy.com. Awesome. It's, not, it's not up yet. So. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Keep a lookout for it, guys. And you have any upcoming events you want to let the people know about? Um, I'm going to be doing uh, some Facebook Live uh, next week on um, the memory energy uh, therapy that I just learned that helped me uh, get rid of my PTSD. Um, So that's going to be next week on the Facebook uh, page. And I'll I'll be running it a few times, so it'll be um, on there. So if you join the Facebook page, um, I'll be doing Facebook Live uh, on there on all sorts of different topics, but I'll be teaching specifically that memory energy that I learned. And then I think I'm going to be starting like a weekly group where we can, um, or Facebook live where we can work on issues and and moving through uh, the pain so that we can get to join. 
Love that, love that. And I'm thinking of coming to you so I can become a Ray K master. I'm level two and yeah. I need to be level three. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you'll see more of me. This is going to be fun. So I want to tell people about two events coming up. Uh, the, the, uh, on a May 20th, it's just a few weeks away. It is the third annual Diva Girl Conference in Philadelphia. So I've been talking about this for some time because women come from out of state and out of country to come to this event. I will be one of the speakers there. So get your tickets. Uh, the Diva Girl Conference, uh, and I say in Philly because it originated in Toronto, and I was in Toronto last week speaking uh, the conference there. So this one is in Philadelphia. It's a full day of fun, empowering, and educational classes, workshops, seminars, and local vendors to help you unleash your sexy within. We promise that you will be inspired by 25 plus fabulous presenters and 30 companies and brands specializing in areas of dance, fitness, nutrition, wellness, empowerment, and self-esteem. So if you want to learn more, uh, get your tickets and all that jazz, go to facebook.com forward slash Diva Girl Philly. And the other event I want to tell you guys about is the Creative Panora Summit at Sea. So uh, I am co-hosting this with my friend uh, Candy Casey Bizbosconda. It is a five-day cruise to the Bahamas, and it's called uh, Expand Your Brand for Speakers, Authors, and Live Streamers. So it's from August 28th to September 1st. My birthday is August 31st, so we will be celebrating my birthday as well. <laughs> so we will be leaving out of the Port of Miami and going to Nassau, Coco Cay, Florida Keys, and then returning back to Miami. Day one is out to meet and greet. So we're just going to put a name to a face, you know, tell us where you're from. Uh, day two is about build your own speaker's platform and elevator pitch competition. So we're going to help speakers, and even if you are someone who's thinking about becoming a speaker, we are going to help you with that craft, okay? And we're also going to help you develop, develop your elevator pitch, okay? Uh, day three is a productive breakfast meet. So during breakfast, we're going to hash it out. You get to pick our brains. We have some amazing panelists on board. So we will already be uh, at the Bahamas at this time. So you got us in the morning, and then the rest of the day, we're going exploring uh, day four is Build Your Live Streaming Universe, and author's roundtable and competition. So we're going to help live streamers become comfortable and capitalize on live streaming. So uh, this is a way that we are going to help you to speak to your audience more, even though you can't see them. So that comfortability factor and being able to uh, productively sell your items and services via live stream and give other great value. And of course, if you're are a writer or an aspiring writer, we want to help you. Uh, Abiola Abrams is a literary award winner, so she's going to help you guys with that process. So if you want to sit on the panel or you just want to attend, uh, email us at summitcruise at gmail.com. That's S-U-M-M-I-T-C-R-U-I-S-E at gmail.com. So Natalie, thanks again for coming. Thank you so much. I, all those events sound really great. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you to the community for, for listening, and thank you for being here, and, and thank you for holding the space for the community and, and bringing this community together. Thank you so much. So everyone, have a wonderful day filled with many blessings, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for joining Spiritual Living and Empowerment with Tia Johnson. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in to the next show. Want to continue the conversation with Tia? 
follow her on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope at Tia underscore Johnson underscore. Have a wonderful day filled with many blessings. starts their morning a little differently but for those that like to kick the day off with a delicious breakfast there's mcdonald's here's to making your morning routine a little bit better with a sausage biscuit and hash browns at mcdonald's for only 150 single item at regular price prices and participation may vary cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal the starlight lounge presents an evening with the progressive box oh what a great audience let's dim the lights for this next one nope too much Ah, there it is. Got to get things just right. Like Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay, and we help you find coverage options that fit your budget. And now, the mood is right. Wait, the lights are back on again. Trudy, can you? And now it's completely dark. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.